0: Welcome to episode number 105 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Anne Conkley. I'm a certified nurse, midwife, and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. So today, I want to just spend some time catching up. I got a cup of peppermint tea here, and I'm going to sip it, and I feel like it's like coffee time for you and me. So, and I want to catch up on a couple of things we've been doing, a couple of things I've been seeing in the practice, just in terms of what I'm coaching on right now. And, um, and also just give you a sense of, um, some things to expect on the road. Um, first and foremost, uh, I just came back from uh, maybe about a week ago from Miami, Florida where I hosted the first ever NP business accelerator. Many of you know that last year I had the uh, nurses living the good life mastermind. It was a business mastermind. We did a one year um group and um it was it was great. And I learned a lot from hosting a one year event number one uh a uh, uh, one year coaching group. Um, we traveled early last year. We went to Cancun and um, had a two-day in-person event and then had an additional two in-person events uh, thereafter for that group with really focused business coaching and then some weekly touch points. I learned so much. And I have to admit, for those of you who do business of any sort, and it's the same thing, I think, for healthcare there's so much value to be gained from just going out and trying something sometimes right if, even if you don't know the answer of what will work or you have a hunch or a hypothesis and, uh, and then to use scientific method and say well what worked what didn't work you know what do we want to do differently next time and so last year the um, nurses living the good life business mastermind was fantastic uh and there were a lot of things that i wanted to improve i wanted to shorten it up a little bit i wanted to um, move it back a touch and and start in february so I could give myself, uh, you know, enough time in January to really feel like, um, you know, I, I got my, my feet wet into 2024. Um, I wanted to make it a little bigger, add on a couple more people, and then really segment it out into what I see for, in particular, private practice owners as the most important things, I think, that they could be focusing on in order to improve their growth and profitability. And, um, and so we did just that. So this year we hosted, um, we changed the name. I wanted to get away from mastermind. I feel like that's so patriarchal. It fucking pisses me off. Um, and so I, um, I, um, I did that. I changed it over to the NP business accelerator and, um, and decided that, uh, it was time to, make some, a few other changes. We, um, took the program and shortened it up. We, um, changed the number of, uh, weekly group meetings we have, uh, and then again, organized it a little bit differently, just again, to benefit our clients and also to test because, you know, as you, again, build programs, you kind of figure out a little bit of what works, what doesn't, and then try a few new things. So, um, so we did that. So we, this time decided to, instead of going to Cancun, Um, which implemented a four-night, overnight mandatory stay at the resort where we were. Um, I didn't want to do that, so we went to Miami. I got an Airbnb and a beautiful penthouse with a lovely view uh, in um, Hollywood Beach, uh, just actually not far from where um, the, uh, at Hallendale Road. And for many of you who are in private practice and you're doing any compounded meds like semaglutide, you'll realize you will recognize Hallendale. Um, The actual pharmacy is not necessarily uh, near Hollywood beach, but in outside of Orlando, but um, kind of funny to be um, uh, in that area. And so, but it was beautiful. We had a lovely uh, uh, view of the water. The weather was just lovely. It was in the low seventies and, and a couple of sunny days, I guess Florida apparently this year uh, has had quite a rainy uh, January uh, and December. And so so I think we struck out with some beautiful weather and uh, I get to hit the beach and um, walk the beach in the mornings, catch the sunset, and then, uh, you know, spend a little time once we were all done on the beach, just taking stock and, you know, having a moment uh, to myself of celebration for having put on an event and, and, and really excited by what all that we had uncovered and, and all the coaching that was done and the work that these clients came and did. Um, in order to get some clarity, create some clarity, and then take a strategy and and go out into the next six months where we will be working together and implement it. And I wanted to do a, a really be focused on having them come in these first two days, teaching them you know the the foundational pieces I think are important to understand about business. Uh, and then in a very you know, focused kind of three part, uh, uh, approach, and then having them giving them a strategy for the next six months of, um, how to test, how to evaluate, uh, and, and how they can do that in a way that makes sense and is, and isn't overwhelming, um, so that they can, uh, meet their goals. So it was great. It was lovely just for those of you in the Miami area, um, or those of you visiting, we also got catering from a place called Pura Vida. And and maybe some people say "pura vida." I don't know. Um, I I I have like never took Spanish, and I, I I don't know. I probably butchered that. So if I did, I I apologize. Um, but we had the the best food, and we got them for catering. They were fantastic to work with. We were able to order ahead of time. I asked them specifically to make sure everything was marked because as. Uh, many of you know I am um, have celiac disease and, uh, and gluten free, and then I also have Hashimoto's, and so I also keep dairy free and soy free. They marked everything. The food was actually not only marked, but it was very very good. And uh, so for all my people who are with sensitivities or um, allergies, I highly recommend them. They were you know fantastic. Delivery was on time, and we we paid like a pretty penny for it for sure, but it totally worth it. So I was really pleased. Um, so NP first NP Business Accelerator was a success. And, uh, and we are now in the stages of planning our next round of the NP Business Accelerator in January of next year of 2025, which sounds so crazy to say. Um, but we are putting that together and I am looking at a... Um, large Airbnb actually and thinking that we might do it a little differently this year we might actually do a house and go old school and do like a big Airbnb and uh and mix a little bit of community building one of the things i noticed about this time uh that i wanted to improve upon was that i like the aspect of community building and for those of you who are in business or private practice it sometimes is a lonely game, yeah. If you don't have the community built around you, the people who understand what you're going through on a day-to-day basis, it can feel super lonely. And so, what I noticed over, you know, in Mexico when we went to Cancun initially. Um, many of the, um, uh, all the, well, a couple of the clients brought their families, which I thought was great. Um, and got to use it, you know, used it more as a vacation and then, you know, uh, wrote it off as a vacation, which is fantastic for business purposes and tax purposes, by the way. Um, but, uh, but this time it was interesting in that we weren't on a, a property where it was all inclusive. You know, we weren't, uh, there weren't any you know, joint mutual places to have, you know, breakfast or anything. And so, what I noticed was that, um, and we did breakfast and lunch and, and that was, you know, it was beautiful all laid out for my clients. But what I noticed is that, you know, so much of what we do is not only what you learn, it's not only what you implement, it's not only, you know, how well, you know, your numbers in your business, but it's also just having those side conversations. And it's just, you know, building some community and building rapport and, 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 and commiserating sometimes with other people who get it. And that is so important. And I think there's some value in that there's not only some value, there is a ton of value. And even me as someone who runs two businesses, even though I was leading the session, I still really appreciated the idea of just having people around to, you know, kind of shoot the shit with and, and just to, you know, to discuss what are you trying, what's working, what's not working. Um, you know, and, and that learning is so powerful that peer learning. And when you put, you know, five, six, 10 heads in together in a room, the brain power is incredible, right? That is the advantage of having a group who is you know, doing something similar to what you're doing and who will be there along the way, not only to support you, but who may be thinking about it differently than you are and who can, you know, from whom you can borrow uh, you know, thoughts and and strategies and and so it was fantastic. I loved it. I uh, our goal for next year uh, is probably around ten people. And I gotta admit, you know, I'm I um have been to some of these conferences where they're 100, 500 people. I've been in business coaching groups that are you know 250 people. Um, and I tend to prefer a more intimate approach. And I love to have the ability to know people and get to know them a little bit better. And, you know, it's one of the things that just for me as a business owner is, is how I like to do it. Uh, so so we are in the throes of, of planning uh, the next one. More to come on that. I'm so excited. And if you are in private practice, and you're looking for some support, um, I would encourage you to uh, come and join the waitlist so that you can get notified of when the dates are announced, and um, and then what we're doing for lodging. And I'm telling you, this Airbnb is incredible. It's beautiful. So, um, uh, so anyways, so all sorts of fun, fun little goodies to come. Um, so, so NB, uh, business accelerator went off without a hitch, fantastic group of, of clients. Um, and I'm so excited to watch them grow and watch them grow their businesses and help them along the way. Um, next, I just gotta, um, put a p- plug out there. I'm going back to Vegas next week. My son is playing in a, uh, uh another soccer tournament and, um, uh, third time back in Vegas in less than six months. And uh, I am—I got to admit, not looking forward to it. I love, I really do like Vegas, but three times in less than six months is, is that's plenty for me. You know what I'm talking about? That's plenty. Um, uh, not to mention the flight is, uh, yeah, it's a nice time to get some stuff done, but it's a decent flight here from Cleveland. And so, but we're heading out to Vegas and excited. We're actually going to take our family to the Hoover Dam and to the Grand Canyon uh, and, uh, and, and which I've never done. I'm really excited to do. And we've got some fun things lined up for vegas so um i'm excited to to bring the boys they've never been there and i think it'll be one of those like aha moments like wow this is what a little city in the desert you know could could look like and vegas is so crazy you guys know um so so we're headed to vegas um we've also got a um a next cohort just so that you know of coach training coming up Um, and I'm really excited. We've got about 275 people on our wait list for more details about coach training, which is really great. We are literally just about to wrap our first cohort of coach training. That program has been amazing. It has been incredible. And I, I have to admit out of all the things that I do, and I love to, I certainly love to coach. I love to work with all of you, but I love to teach coaching and I love to have people who are in the room who want to. Um, get better at helping other people change and other people navigate, you know, what's going on in their lives for better results. And whatever that is, whether it's better blood glucose control, whether it's better relationships, whether it's, you know, less shaming or less mom guilt or whatever, I love it. And so to be in a group of people who are, um, you know, committed to learning how to coach and, and, and incorporating that as a skill set into what they already do, whether it's in a private practice or building a side hustle or building a whole new, um, you know, practice or taking it in a traditional healthcare setting and implementing it, you know, in terms of the, um, the way in which they deliver care in a traditional model, i mean i just think it's fantastic i i uh such a proponent of it i've seen so many of our clients um you know the ones that i coach personally and then so many now of the ripple effect right of the people who are getting coached by the people i've trained which i am just just floored by i think it's great so so our first cohort of coach training is um that will be wrapping up soon we uh have our last session coming up in about two weeks And, um, it's been fun to work with this group. They were my inaugural, inaugural coach training group, and they will always have a special place in my heart because, uh, they were the first, so you know how it goes with the first ones. Um, and so, and they've watched us as we've grown and, you know, watched us kind of figure a few things out along the way. And, uh, so it's been, it's been incredible. We are now in the process of, uh, creating a launch for our second cohort of coach training we have our dates set up, so for those of you who are interested, uh, we will soon load those on the website, but um, uh, but if you want to be first to know, then I want you to go over to Coach Training. It's coach with a K, coachtraining.com, and go get on the wait list because I have something coming up um, that we are planning in the next couple of weeks, actually. If you are on that wait list, you get access. We're doing a special webinar and it's like a, it's a wait list only kind of a deal. Okay. And I got some goodies in there that you aren't going to want to miss. So if you want to get into coach training early, don't wait, go get on the wait list and make sure that you show up for um, the um, session that we're going to do. And also for these goodies, because I've got a, I've got some good ones um, and um, back by popular demand these are i you you will appreciate these um a lot of value and it's only for waitlist people okay so i know we've got 275 of you already on that waitlist which is phenomenal um but if you want to be on that waitlist because you're interested in learning how to coach and incorporating it into your skill set so that you can either go out and differentiate yourself as a private practice owner you can raise your rates um you can build a coaching practice you can build a consulting practice whatever it is you wanna get on there, get on the wait list, coach training, coach with a K, coach training.com. Go and sign up for the wait list, pause it, go sign up, just get it done. Um, and then I don't want to hear any bitching and moaning about, well, I didn't hear and I wasn't well, I've announced it on the podcast. Okay, so there's your there's your announcement. Um, so that is that will be coming soon. And, uh, but we've got the date set, we've got a, um, lovely place, um, uh, uh, put to the side and, and rented for, um, the next cohort of coach training. And I'm super excited. It's just going to be a great, it's a, it's just, it's a lovely, it's just going to be beautiful. So so excited. Anyways, all these things that I'm excited about. And I also didn't mention we are on the cusp of spring, which, you know, if you've ever, met me or listen to this podcast you know there's something special in my heart about spring it's this possibility of regrowth and rebirth that i just love um right all the things in the yard that look like they are absolutely fucking dead are going to somehow magically in the next you know two months they're going to come to life again i think it's incredible right i mean if there's a potential in a maple tree to look like it's dead for 4 to 6 months of the year and then all of a sudden creates these gorgeous little, you know, green blooms. And then all of a sudden those turn into these beautiful, deep red, uh, maple leaves. I mean, come on, like if they can do that, we can do anything we fucking want. Okay. That's what I think. Um, so all sorts of things coming out. Um, now let's get to business because I want to make sure that you are, um, you know, if you are, starting to think about you know next steps for yourself, I just want to touch upon a couple of things that I've seen in, uh, with some of my clients recently, and just so that you have an appreciation or an understanding, uh, of what's possible for you and and a, maybe a different strategy to consider as you go along. So, um, you know, when I first started the coaching practice, I used to work with a lot of people who were super burnt out, and the reason for that is because I was really burnt out. <laughs> and so, as I have evolved, and I have gone through my stages of healing, and processed my trauma, and gone to therapy, and you know, uh, gotten a hold of my health, and done all this shit, right? As I have evolved, so too have the programs uh, evolved as well, right? I've opened a private practice. I've started a private practice, you know, uh, business coaching group. I've uh we have focused a lot more on instead of getting out of burnout, we focused really a lot more on what else you can do as an NP or an advanced practice nurse with the school with the skills and expertise and tools that you already have, right? So we developed side, NP side hustle school. Um we developed coach training as a way to uh again give you the opportunity to build on your skill set and then take that and do something with it. Uh and so um it's something that benefits you, maybe benefits your patients or you know, both. Uh, and so one of the things that I notice, though, is that I think there's some misconception about burnout and in nurses living the good life, we have a, a member portal that all of the clients get access to when they sign up for, you know, the business accelerator or coach training or whatever, or mm-hmm. for private coaching. And, um, but in the, uh, nurses living the good life private member portal, we have this, uh, a module on burnout in particular. And the way that I've always taught burnout is that there's, you know, the internal factors and the external factors and there's external factors which are things that you and i have generally usually little control over and these are things like systems that are in place that are much bigger than us and that we tend not to be able to directly change right and so if you have an organization that tends to promote you know, white male doctors, and you are a um, woman of color in an NP position. You may find a certain level of discrimination exists against you because of the system that is in place that supports the continued promotion of white cisgendered men uh, and 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 doctors, and those you know, whether it's from a patriarchal approach or from a the medical hierarchy, which is built on a patriarchal approach, uh, but you know, there's those external factors that we sometimes have very little control over, right? We can look at the gender pay gap that exists, whether it's among physicians or amongst uh, nurse practitioners or even amongst RNs. Um, And I can't, you know, as much as I have control, it's hard to control the gender pay gap, right? It's a much bigger problem than one person. Um, Requires a multi-pronged approach and requires system level change. Requires a CEO who, uh, says, no, we're not going to pay one, one type of human more than we're going to pay another type of human for the same work, right? It takes a top down approach. And, and a lot of that stuff is not, you and I don't necessarily have uh, levers that we can pull in order to affect change. Um, some of you will say, some of you will disagree with that and you'll say, but yes, we can. And I would agree with you uh, that, yes, you can go into a system and you can advocate for train for change. You can be an activist, you can be a revolutionist. I think those things are fantastic. They are exhausting for most people. And when done alone, uh, you know, it's a, it's a long road, right? Not to say it's a, uh, one that's not worthy or, um, or something you shouldn't consider, but, but it's not for everybody. So, for those of us who decline to be in that revolutionary kind of activist role, and we are then, we do what we can do and uh, we contribute where we can, right? Sometimes external factors feel too big to uh, control, and often they are because they are so deeply woven into the systems and structures that currently exist. Um, and I'm talking, you know, systems broader than healthcare. I'm talking you know, the banking industry and the education system and uh, healthcare. And so it's not just uh, only subject to this conversation to healthcare, just for reference, but we have those external factors. And then we have the internal factors and the internal factors are really where you and I have control. And those are the things that we think that's our mindset. That's the way in which we show up. Uh, That's how we uh, process our feelings. That's uh, how we evaluate. You know what's working for us, what's not working for us, what we want to do differently. That's whether or not we commit to having our own backs, right? And we uh, and we don't second guess ourselves, and we don't uh, shame ourselves, right? We don't go through a double shaming cycle where we, you know, feel embarrassed or humiliated in front of a group of colleagues, and then go home and and you know double dump on ourselves. And Jesus, like, oh God, if if you were only the person who had done better, you know, they wouldn't have uh, they wouldn't have called you out during you know uh, sign out. Right. Like we, you know, some of us do that to ourselves. We not only get it, feel it the first time, but then we go and man, we just take the knife and we ram it in a little bit deeper. Um, and so, so when we look at burnout from a more of a global approach, I think it's important to understand where you have control. And very often on the external components, you and I have limited control and you get to choose what you want to do without limited control and how you want to affect change there. But what you do have control over fully of is, uh, the internal factors and, uh, and that's where you can win. And you know, me, I love to talk about winning cause I think why not, right? Like if we're going to go about life, why not have fun and win a lot if we can, do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that just sounds like a fun way to live. So I love to win. And so when I think about these internal factors, I just start to think about, you know, what are the things that you have control over, right? Men had to have control over your boss and how your boss got promoted and whether or not your boss has any emotional intelligence or any emotional quotient, whether or not your boss is socially or emotionally regulated, has a adequate language around, uh, you know, uh, emotions, uh, you, like you, you might not have any control of that. You actually don't. But what you do have control over is how you show up to work. You have control over which jobs you choose. You have control over whether or not you agree to accept a position at institution A versus institution B. You have a, an opportunity to um, leave institution A for institution B and then leave institution B for institution C. And you have the opportunity to you know, take your career into your own hands and, and figure it out along the way. You have the opportunity to up and uh, move cities right? You have the opportunity, right? There's so many, you have the opportunity to start a business. You have, these are the things where you can affect change. And so very often when I start working with people, we usually, um, you know, they come to me with sometimes a, what I would call a, um, an uh, a, a really, well, let's just call it spade a spade. It's a shitty mindset, right? Like it's like this very, like feeling totally powerless in the system. And I see it's shitty, not cause I'm judging it. I'm not judging any of my clients, But why it's shitty is because it just leaves you feeling shitty. When you look around in your system, you're like, God, this place is terrible. My boss is terrible. You know, the hierarchy is terrible. The promotion cycle is terrible. This and that's just awful. You feel awful. Who wants to work at a place that you can't stand? Nobody. Just makes, right? There's no winning there. That's just like lose, lose, lose. And you know what else it causes? It causes Sunday scaries. It causes no Monday, motiv- lack of Monday motivation. It causes, you know, you go into your patient rooms and all of a sudden, you know, they ask you for something and you're like, God, they just asked me for one more thing, right? The kids come home, and they're like, Mom, Mom. And you're like, or Dad, Dad. And you're like, I, I can't, no. Or you snap at them, right? Like, that's how it is. That's, that's the reality of how it is to have, you know, to feel shitty. Because you look around and you think, oh, it's terrible here. I'm never gonna get at what I want. Never gonna get to where I want to be. And so that I think is a conversation that we have to have because we cannot we cannot improve burnout, right? Like if if we really look at where our opportunities are to improve burnout, and we agree that we have limited control on these external factors uh, and systems that are so big, so much bigger than we are, but we do have control on the internal level, then that's where you have opportunity. And so that's where your work actually makes a difference, um, and 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 the external factors, right? If you're doing work there, that makes a huge difference. It does, and I thank you for that. Um, every time that you stand up for, you know, the gender pay gap, every time that you stand up because you see somebody who's discriminated against, and anytime you stand up and because of reproductive uh, or social injustice, it's incredible, and I commend you for it. And I also want you to know, right? You not only have the opportunity to do that, but where you where you have a lot of control, where no one else can control is uh, you and the way that you show up, the way that you think, the people you surround yourself with, the way in which you manage your, and train your mind so that, you know, when you show up for work, you're the best version of yourself. And I know that there is some pushback on this because I get it. We're on the, you know, the end of a, a tail end of a pandemic It's been a, it's been a crazy, you know, three to five years in healthcare. I mean, five years ago, like we, it was pre-COVID and, you know, systems had their own problems. Healthcare systems weren't exactly well run at that point either. COVID came along and changed a lot of things for a lot of us. And that's okay. I, I, right. It is what it is, but your job right now is to say, wait a minute. So if that's the case, you know, um, what have I done to change myself? right how have i responded to that how do i show up for myself and so i think that the opportunity that you have is that when you start to feel like you're burnt out and and i also just want to put a plug in because burnout is not limited to the people who are in traditional healthcare models i see my fair share of private practice owners who come in and they are they're exhausted they're burnt out and they're like what what in the hell happened i left that toxic shitty workplace and now i'm here and yeah, it's fun. And yeah, I make some money. And like, yeah, I can call the shots, but like I'm burnt out again. And that's when we know, all right, so then what's the common denominator here? Right? It's you. And look, we're not here again to judge it. We're not, I'm not here to blame or shame. But I am saying if you're willing to look at the common denominator and you're willing to agree that you are the only one who can you know, create your experience, then you have some opportunity. And that's where I think we can focus and, and really create a winning scenario. Um, so I just want to, wanted to put that out there because I, I've met several of you in the past, I'd say two to three months and you are burnt out, whether you're in private practice or you're in traditional models, you're frustrated, you've tried different jobs and you've, um, you know, you've, you've got kids at home and family and, Uh, maybe you've got aging parents who require some care from you or some additional attention and, and you're burnt out and, and look, I get it. I totally get it. And I'll, I I can relate to it. And I also want to offer, it doesn't have to be that way and you have control there. And if you're willing to look at the places that you do have control, there's a lot of opportunity for you. Right. But it takes some work and it takes, you know, being around a group of people or bring being around somebody who thinks differently than you do and who can maybe poke some holes in your stories, and who also isn't afraid to tell you the truth. We were having this conversation uh, in with one of my coaching clients who's in coach training. She was like, well, you know, sometimes I feel like kind of hard saying, I feel bad kind of saying like something that I think the client's going to negatively react to. And I was like, okay. I was like, what, if, what have they hired you to do? And she was like, well, you know, they're trying to, uh, uh, you know, get ahead in their career and, you know, and, and, and so I said to my client, okay, so if they've hired you to help them get ahead in their career and they are doing things that are negatively impacting them, then your duty is to be clear and to tell them these are the things that are getting in the way. And allow them to have all their negative feelings about that and allow them to be mad and upset and frustrated and discouraged and disgusted and angry, right? I could count. I mean, I I have to joke. I have to laugh sometimes at the number of times I've said my coach, like where I've literally, you know, she said something and I literally, I either say to her, like, fuck you in the nicest way possible because I know that it's, she's so fucking right. I know that she's hit it on the nose and I and I am in such a mode of defensiveness that I'm like, oh God, I'm going to have some, I got some work to do. Right. You know, when somebody calls you out, I mean, think about it last time you got called out and you know, if, if you have nothing to hide or you're like, that's totally not true. And like, I, whatever, you wouldn't react to it. You just be like, well, whatever. But like, man, when there's something there and somebody says something, you're like, trying to defend yourself and convince them of all the reasons that it's not like you got some work to do, right? If we get triggered. That's ours to own. We got some work to do. Right. And so, so I said to my client who's, you know, a developing coach, um, and I said, Hey, so our job is, is to hold the space and to create the container where it's safe to explore a lot of that without judgment, without attachment and, and to give her the feedback that other people aren't willing to give her. That's why she's paying you. That's why she trusts you to do it in a way that is compassionate uh, and that is straightforward. That's what people pay us for, right? My clients pay me to tell them the truth, to to tell them all the ways in which their brain is totally sabotaged them. (laughs) And it's so fun to do, right? And we can do it in a way that feels really approachable. And that isn't shaming and blaming and that isn't ridden with guilt and, and that doesn't cause, you know, the secondary, you know, uh, shitty story, right. Or shitty experience. So, um, so I want you to just consider that if you are at a point where you're like, man, I don't know, maybe I need somebody then I, I you know, maybe I need, to, maybe there's something that I can't see myself. This is exactly what a coach does. And when you are in the throes of burnout, one of the best things that you can do is get some outside perspective because it's hard sometimes to get out of that, that shitty line, that shitty like trend of thinking. It's hard to shake that. And if you have coworkers who are, who are similar to you or think similarly to you, uh, man, it is not easy. I've seen my fair share of clients who are the, what I will call the more positive people, of you know, the world and to go into certain healthcare systems and to get shit on left and right, uh, to get bullied. Uh, and, and I've seen them, you know, stay in systems and try to cope with it. I've seen them leave systems. Uh, and, but you know, that's, that's ours to own, right? That's yours to own. If you're like, man, I don't like this. I don't like how it looks. I don't like how it feels. That's yours to own and mine to own too. That's, that's all of our work, right? Those are the internal factors that we can control. You're responsible for yours, I'm responsible for mine. And it's hard to be the person even who goes into the system and wants to make any progress on those external factors if at the end of the day, right, you, you haven't controlled the internal factors, right? Hard to show up as a leader of others when you are not willing to be a leader of yourself. Um, so that's that's kind of one, one front. Another thing I just want to touch on for those of you who are in business and private practice, Other thing to just consider is I I want you to get comfortable and I I do this, we do so much in the business mastermind or in the uh, uh, business accelerator and get comfortable with testing. And those of you who are worried about testing or testing something out and, you know, doing a essentially using scientific method, you have to get better at testing. And most of you are afraid to do that because you make failure, uh, you know, or terrible results mean something about you. Joey and I were just laughing. We were looking at Kajabi, which has a suite of analytics on it in terms of landing page views, conversion factors. Um, You know, when we do funnels, we can tell, right? Like if we send out a five email funnel uh, sequence, you know, we can tell how many open the first uh, trickle down, how many open the second, third. We can see where our rates are declining. We can see which emails really hit well where a lot of you open them. We can see, you know, we can do retargeting campaigns. Like there's a lot of data in there, but I would say like 90% of it's failures. And Joey and I were laughing. I said to Joey, we were looking through some of the data yesterday and I was like, Joey, I know we have a great business, but I was like, man, some of these numbers, you look at them and think like, they're terrible because our conversion rates are, are sometimes in the two to 3%. But here's what I also want to tell you. If two to 3% conversion rate makes you a six figure business, is it bad? it isn't for me. It's totally fine. Right. But if I'm the person who looks at those 2% conversion rates and is like, shit, 98% of the time I didn't do it and I failed and that sucks and I'm terrible and like, right. That's, that's a surefire way to get yourself right out of being able to play the game and, and make some money and help some people. I mean, a hundred percent, if you want to take yourself right out of the game, it's start looking at all your failures and make, uh, make them mean something about you. So, but here's what I want to offer. If you are willing to just allow the failures to be there and not make them mean anything about you and allow yourself to test, what it happens is that you get some data. And when you get some data, you can engage with your data. Instead of engaging with drama, you can engage with your data and you can make an opportunity to then create a new solution, create a new hypothesis. Well, if this email worked, but this one didn't, then we're going to scrap this the one that didn't and we're going to go with the email that did work. Super easy, Right just looking at the data And so uh, I think many of you who are in private practice you're you know you're looking I, I've seen a couple of um, posts up on Facebook recently um, in particular that are like hey you know my private practice isn't growing what should I do? Well get out there and test some shit like there is no if you look at if you went into a Facebook group and of you know a thousand nurse practitioners in business or cRNAs and CNms, Uh, what you would find is that there's a thousand different ways to do business. And if you are the one who's not making progress in your own business, then maybe you just got to go test some shit, have a hypothesis. Well, I think it would help. I think we could get more clients in the practice. If I did this, I think maybe it would help to have an affiliate relationship with the gym around the corner. Maybe I should host a book club at my house. Maybe I should, we're just having hypotheses and those of us who are winning, so to speak, I would argue are the people who are probably much more willing to go out and test to have a hypothesis about what works and go and test it and see, did it work? Did it not work? What do we want to do differently next time? Right. Which is a method we are very familiar with as clinicians and it's called the scientific method. So use it. Um, uh, I think that if you wanted to do one thing in your business above all others, above marketing, above uh, improving your you know putting more money on your Google ad spend. like have be willing to test things in your business. The more that you test, the more data that you get and the more you can win, right? Because we're just finding what what's winning, what's not winning, and then do more of what's winning. It's the, it's the easiest way to build a business. So um, all right, well, team, it's been lovely having my cup of peppermint tea with you this morning and, uh, catching you up and I'm telling you about a couple things that are coming. Uh, and, uh, if you have any questions, just reach out, you let us know. And, um, if this was helpful to you, or if some of these more recent interviews have been helpful to you, I also want to encourage you to hit the like button and subscribe to the podcast. And furthermore, leave a review. That would be fantastic too, because the more that you, uh, do that, the more that nurses living the good life, Uh, gets out to more and in the hands and in the ears of more NPs. And that means that we have more NPs who are out there who are feeling better in the work that they do, who are able to make some more money, who are able to make some more impact and who are living the good life. Isn't that what we want? I mean, do you want that for our profession? I want that for our profession. This is why my business is so heavy and nurses living the good life, right? That's what I want. So share this, like it, subscribe to it, leave a review, whatever you want to do. Uh, and uh, let's get the word out. Okay. So team, so good to talk to you. I will see you next time. Take care.